Hey, Ohana. Welcome to this week's episode of the Married to a Disney Attic podcast. We are your hosts, Matt. And Crystal. And this is show number 17. We're excited to be back after our two-week holiday break. We hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and we want to wish all of you a very Happy New Year. With 2023 officially in the books, we thought our first episode of 2024, we'd take a minute to look back on some of the major things that happened in the Disney World, Disneyland, Disney in general, universe this past year. And to help us do that, we of course had to bring some familiar friends along for the ride. Joining us today, we have our good friend Johanna back at the show. Hey, Johanna. Hello, Ohana. How are you? Happy New Year. How was Happy your Christmas? New Year. It was, was it wonderful. Yeah, it was a very Disney Christmas. <laughs> good. I love to hear that. We also have Jim Smith back on the show with us today. Happy New Year, Jim. How have you been doing? Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Been doing very well. Thank you. We uh, just barely got uh, ready for Christmas in time, and then it's gone in a flash. And here we are already looking forward to 2024 and back at 2023. It's crazy how quickly it goes. <laughs> Oh, fast. too fast. It goes by too fast. Oh, yeah. Christmas time is my favorite time of year. And I'm so excited in November and December. And then yes. like this week, I'm like, I'm holding on for dear life. Yes. And next we've, week I go into my depression. We've I'm, almost decided yeah. that Thanksgiving is now your favorite because it starts, starts everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah. I hate letting Christmas go. I'll, I'll sort of string along a little bit of Christmas music into early to mid January. And I finally yeah. like unwillingly, I start to let it go in the middle of the month. So <laughs> that's yeah. our plan too. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely our plan. I mean, I play Christmas music in July, so I'm maybe not <laughs> a good person to chime in on this. Well, well, so we we do participate in Christmas in July. But for those of you wondering who that mysterious voice may have been. Mysterious. <laughs> Wrapping up our crew for today's episode, we have the world's biggest supporter of the Muppets Christmas Carol with us. This is true. This is true. Hi, guys. Say hello to Stuart. Happy New Year, Stuart. Happy New Year, guys. And Ohana. Yeah. No, Muppets Christmas Carol is the best. And you should all watch it. And if you haven't watched it, you can can watch the whole thing on Disney Plus now. Because they found that missing scene. They got it. What was the missing scene? I don't remember that. Uh, It's a song. So when Scrooge was in the past, there's a song. I I think it's called Love is Gone or something like that. Uh, Love is Back. It's it's actually a really cool song. And you may be going, I I remember seeing that. Well, the problem was they lost it. And when they did the high-res transfer to (laughs) 4K, they couldn't have it. And now they found it. And it's on Disney Plus. But it's in the special. It's amazing how some things can get lost. But I guess it happens. Well, we're glad to have you all back on our show to help us ring in the new year and kind of reflect on some of the events that really stood out to us this past year. We'll be chatting about mostly about Walt Disney World, but we'll touch upon a few other things. Right. So why don't we all start off with, you know, the thing that we're all are a fan of and the thing that we talk about most on the show. That's Walt Disney World, because I feel like that is where we did see a lot of big things happen, especially that affects people like us, fans of going to that park in particular. So the one that we'll start off and then we're going to let you guys kind of run free as well. We thought maybe we'll go park by park. It might be the, uh, the easiest way to do that. But kind of on a larger scale, one of the things that we did see happen in 2023 is the 50th anniversary, which began in 2022 
uh, actually ended in 2023. And it was quickly followed up by the beginning of the 100th anniversary celebration of the company. So we did see that happen uh, this past year. I don't think it's as big as the 50th anniversary in Walt Disney World, just because it is more of a widespread company-wide type of celebration rather than specific to the park. But that is something that is going on. Have any of you been, did any of you get to go to the 50th or been there during the 100th yet? I went to both. I mean, not that day. I don't do that kind of a crowd. Um <laughs> So, but during the uh, the celebration, I went. I've been to both, and fiftieth fiftieth was just so you know it was obviously Disney World specific, and it just seemed like there was a lot of celebration around that. Mm. And the hundredth is obviously throughout the whole company, so it, you know it, it is a little bit different feel. Um, I'd like to get out to see Disneyland and see if there is a difference in how they're celebrating the hundredth compared to Disney World. I think we're getting to the point where Disney in general has been around long enough that there's going to continue to be a new thing to celebrate. So like we had the 50th for Walt Disney World. We have the 100th for the company. Mickey's going to be 100 in a couple of years. Well, he and looks good for his age, Jim. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> and, you know, we went to Walt Disney World back in February. And to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't remember if it was the 50th or the 100th. That was sort of the prominent thing at the time that they, they were kind of feeling like they were bleeding together for me. But like, I know there was stuff. I want to say it was the 50th still. So we definitely saw these celebrations. It's great. It, it adds a little bit something to it. I know there was a big debate about wanting more for the 50th or more, you know, for the 100th. But it's just something that's there in the, in the background to kind of recognize the milestones that the park and the company are kind of hitting. Now, when we're talking about Walt Disney World, right, it's the biggest of the parks around the world. In order to make this a little bit, you know, maybe more cohesive, I think that it might be best if we just break it down by park, right? So we'll save Magic Kingdom for last. That's the uh, the Grand Poobah, as they say. So let's start with uh, Crystal's favorite park. We'll head over to Epcot. I love Epcot. Was there? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let Crystal do this because I know somebody else will steal it and she'll be very upset. <laughs> I'm going to let her talk about the one thing that really stood out in 2023 for her in Epcot, and then we'll we'll pass it over. The return of Figment. <laughs> I had a feeling. She's crying. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I cried ugly tears when, not even when I hugged him. It was more when. Well, no, you held it together at first. When you I went did. out with Lincoln and Landry, you held it together. And then you're like, can, can I get a picture with him? And so I took the boys and then. Ooh. Yeah, it was rough because it's been something that I've been anxious about for so long. I know so many of the Figment fans, we wanted him to come back, but we really want a change to the ride and um, Dreamfinder to return. So that's kind of our hope. And it was nice meeting him and in the back scene, the tribute to Dreamfinder on his the background. But then we also got to see him come out of the Rainbow Tunnel, which was really awesome to see the return of that as well. Yeah, I mean, so for those of you listening, if you don't know exactly where this is, as soon as you get off of what I call the worst ride in the world and what Crystal loves as oh, the best yeah. ride in the world. It's not a great this ride. Is, this is really what started the married to a Disney attic 
making fun of you Instagram page. It was her dragging me onto the ride. I would post, she would, there's pictures. One of the centerpieces at our, our wedding was me like sitting in front of the ride with my hands and like my face and my hands crying that she was making me go on it. So it, it is as soon as you get off the ride, which is the best part of the ride. And you see oh, that, gosh. that uh, he hates the ride this much. Yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I, I like the ride because she likes the ride. But if it was just me going on it, I wouldn't be going on it. You, you know, you uh, haven't mentioned which ride it is yet. You know that, right? Journey into imagination. <laughs> I mean, just saying, Figman, people should know because he's just yeah, the they star. Should. Of they they he's should. The star. When you get so when you get off the ride, that's where they're located. It, if you were there previously, it's where Wreck It Ralph was meeting uh, people. They still have another character greet over there. Uh, while Figment was out, Joy was over in the corner. Figment definitely had a bigger line than Joy uh, from Inside Out had. But you can go take your picture. And yeah, he has the rainbow tunnel and there's like a little cartoon playing in the background. And yeah, so I she mean, was Journey very excited to, about that. Journey to Imagination has been around forever. I'm surprised you guys haven't done a full show dedicated to just talking about Figment. So I want to be on that if you ever do. We may Count do me in. <laughs> that would probably be led by Crystal more than me. <laughs> Matt's but just we, sitting there we, like this the whole time. Yeah, you'll hear me weeping slowly in the background. <laughs> the title of the episode would be a petition for the return of the original ride. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone here has been on the original version. I have kind of some vague memories of it before it became the Eric Idle version that no one liked. Uh, you know, the original version. And I, I think that's why I love the, I don't love, love the current version, but I think I love what I remember about the original version. There's enough of that in the current version that I, it's, it's for me, it's a little more nostalgia than the value of the current version of the, of the attraction. The second half of the current version yeah, is yeah. basically what the old ride in a yeah. sense was. On the, another podcast, uh, I had the opportunity to interview um, Ron Schneider, who is the original Dreamfinder. Yeah. And he, too, agrees with many of the, the Figment fans that would like to see the return yeah. of the uh, of the original. But, yes, we'll have to do a whole episode on, on Figment. But he is there. I know that was the thing that you really would want to talk about. There's a few other character meet and greets that started in Epcot. You could see Mirabelle. You can see Moana as well. But those are really... Figment, I think, was the... Uh, the big one that everyone was kind of waiting for. Stuart, did anything that happened in Epcot stand out to you? Uh, the 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 walls coming down, and I haven't actually been there to see them, but I mm. you know I will I will stalk people's live stream on TikTok um, all the time, and I think that's because I, I can't remember being to Epcot without the walls being up. <laughs> right, it has yeah. been and that long. There's still definitely some walls up, but there's not as many. Uh, yeah. So what it's, yeah. Was it the gardens neighborhood? So right there, they're kind of redoing the whole idea of the front half of Epcot where there's these different neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And I believe the section that's opened is the, the garden section. And that's where you'll find some of the other stuff that we have on our list that, that opened up. There's the Journey of Water, uh, which is the Moana attraction which we actually got to do on our, our recent visit. And I thought it was going to be super boring. Because oh, yeah? I was like, you're just walking. It's just, it's not like a real attraction. It's you're walking along a path and it's kind of telling you the, the journey of water, like the water cycle. I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's that edutainment that we talked about on a past episode, Stuart, where they're 
They're mm-hmm. teaching you something and they're trying to make it fun. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It could have been something cooler. And then we went and did it. And I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. Lincoln got a kick out of it. Like he would have stayed stayed in there for at least a half an hour playing mm-hmm. in all the different sections because at each stage of the water cycle, they have you do something where you're interacting with water and it's like, I guess they have sensors and stuff everywhere. So you're like, you pick your hand up and water shoots out or oh, there's one wow. you can make like these huge waves and like everybody lines up. And if you work together, the wave gets bigger. And it was, a, it was a lot it, of fun. Is it all connected to your magic band? Uh, no, I don't think you need your no, magic band. It's like just sensors, sensors for your hands and stuff. So the cameras and the sensors. Like mo- motion at. sensor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there That's were impressive. like places for you to step on so like a weight sensor as well to tell Mm -hmm. that there was a person there and you would jump on it and it would now we also played in that section while it was raining so we're saying that it was fun and we were there during rain so i can only imagine on a hot day on a hot day it's probably going to be super packed and crowded and you're probably going to want to avoid it but um but a we, lot of fun it was, it was, it was a lot was of fun pleasantly surprised yeah landry liked it lincoln obviously loved it right. so what i like about the idea of that is that it is that infotainment as right. well as the the figment love and stuff like <laughs> body wars and stuff like living with the land and the front half and even world showcase is all about like connecting to the world around you it's not escaping to fantasy world or whatever and that's one of the reasons i love epcot because it is connecting to you know whether it's the countries or your imagination or water i mean right Uh, yeah i I do i feel like epcot has gotten so far away from that edutainment that it's nice Mm -hmm. to see something fresh and new come back that harkens back to that old yeah kind of the the idea of of what epcot was at the beginning yeah and and you know, I know everybody doesn't like the idea of, oh, IP shouldn't be coming into the parks, but they, I think this blends a really good mixture of like what you're saying, Jim, that original intent of Epcot being, mm-hmm. you're going to have fun, but we're going to teach you as well. And it's not maybe connected directly to IP to this new idea of we need to bring the IP and we need to have our characters here. So that way it connects to the kids that are there and journey to journey of water. But I think does a great job because it's not overly like Moana, right? You don't see a Maui animatronic and they're not playing the songs with them singing over and over again. <laughs> it's literally just like, this is kind of the world you get to see uh, Tafiti at the end, right? But there's really no, they don't have like animatronic. It's cool. It was really good. I like that one. I was pleasantly It's surprised. subtle. Right. The Moana. I, Moana meet and greet is right outside of it. So you do the Moana meet and greet and then you can go right in. You can avoid the Moana meet and greet if you don't want to. But that's, you know, where she was. All right. What else do we have? What else happened in Epcot this year, uh, Jim? Does anything stand out that you're like, hey, this is worthy of talking about? Uh, a couple. Uh, and then number one, the the barges are gone. <laughs> and I, I think those, <laughs> those have been met with a huge applause. I think that those are now gone. I did not get to, again, I was there in February. They were still there when I was there. Uh, so I haven't gotten to see, you know, as it was before, but that's kind of exciting and open so that back up a still, bit. We will say that there is still a platform out there. They don't, we didn't notice it going in and out like the old way, like how they used to do with illuminations. Illuminations, the, the world water. would come in. Right. There is, there was, it was out there. Now, I don't know if it was because of the weather. I don't know exactly why it may go in and out. If it doesn't mm-hmm. and it stays out there, it does have a much lower profile than the Stargate and the Tacos had. So you can kind of see across and it doesn't yeah. really mess up that eye line, that sight line as much. 
but you're talking about basically the new nighttime show luminous the mm -hmm. symphony of us which started this past year started in October, november yeah did you guys get to see that we, we did. did mixed How emotions it? on it mixed emotions okay. that's what i've heard from others right yeah i so i don't get as um emotional i guess <laughs> as some other people like crystal when it comes to the fireworks i enjoy fireworks for the the, the pyrotechnics and things like that I will say that I wasn't a huge fan of Harmonious uh, because I felt like some of the technical stuff didn't work the way they thought it was going to work. The one that happened in between was at Forever, Epcot Forever. I thoroughly enjoyed Epcot Forever for the simple fact that it began with Walt. Like when the show starts, you hear Walt Disney speaking and... I feel like we need more of that in Walt Disney World and mm -hmm. all of the parks. We need more of the man. So Luminous didn't have that. So I was a little upset. I was really mm -hmm. hoping that maybe they would have kept that aspect. But the show itself was entertaining. Uh, I do prefer the, the lower profile barge that's out in the middle. They had some really cool pyrotechnic things and displays for us to enjoy. I also think that in order to really appreciate these shows, you have to have a good spot because they're designed in a way that you can really enjoy it from anywhere. But if you want the full experience, you have to kind of be like looking dead on. You don't want trees in your way. You don't want to be standing three people deep behind a garbage can trying to watch the show. So I, I told Crystal after I left, I was like, I feel like the next time we go down, we should try to get like that, you know, that 830 reservation at Rose and Crown where you're sitting right on the water and you can watch it and enjoy it. So I'm going to save my my final opinion of the show until we do something like that. But it was, I think it was better than harmonious. Okay. And I, I'm jury still out over here. I like Matt mentioned, we were a couple people deep, so we didn't get the full effects of it. It's not as in the sky. It's more of a light show and it just, it didn't do it for me. And I liked Epcot forever. I liked Harmonious. I liked the story with the fireworks. And I just didn't get that from Luminous, unfortunately. And that disappointed me because I really expected to like it. But to your point, Jim, one of the best aspects of Luminous is that those barges are gone. But for Epcot, I just prefer more fireworks and less show, if that makes sense. Bottom. On the bottom, just because you have of... To get a good spot. Yeah. You have to. If, yeah. if you want to, those of you listening, if you want to, we really enjoy Luminous. You got to do the whole get there early, get a spot yeah. before. You can't just... Like, we just walked up. We're like, well, we're doing other stuff. We're only here for a day. So we'll just find yeah. wherever we can. You have to get up a little bit closer. Yeah. Something that did give me a good feel that was the change was the Dreamers Point statue, which yeah. I know there is mixed reviews on that. Just oh. because I don't because of how long it took. It took so long for us to get a garden is what a lot of people are saying. But I I had there's feel so there. Much, there's so much more that went into that whole yeah. area. They had to take away what was there. They had to re basically do that entire area. And it's it's not just that specific spot. They had to make sure that whatever they did there was able to open up to what was next to it on both sides, right? So if they did that right away, which sure, they could have put a statue in pretty quickly, but who's going to walk a mile that way around a wall to turn back around to walk into where yeah. the garden is? Like they had to wait till everything was open. I, I loved it. So when they first announced it, I thought it was going to be a huge statue. You're right. You did. I thought, I thought it was going to be like this monument, like the, the Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln, yeah. 
Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> sure. He gets a giant statue. It's his company. Fine. But it's not like that at all, <laughs> which would have been kind of weird because people like sitting next to it, just be like next to his knee or something. I don't know. <laughs> but when you, when you take the picture, it literally looks like he just walked into the park. He found a quiet spot to sit down and he's just looking out over the rest of the park and you get the chance to just go sit right next to Walt. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's like the perfect embodiment of Walt, though. Right. Yeah. Is right. that he walked into the park, he sat down and is just looking. I mean, so that's... some of the comments are that he's not centerized no. with space, right, spaceship right. Earth, that he's to off the to the side. But for me, that's where he should be. He that's should be off to the side. Right. Like no one's going to go and sit down right in the center unless all the seats are taken. The fact that he is just off to the like off to the left a little bit. And, you know, he just has these four little lights that shine up at him. It's it's perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Are you and I saying, love Crystal, that people on the internet are complaining about nothing? <laughs> people on the internet complain about everything. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that section, it gave me the feels. I liked that there's the garden in front of him. So he's behind it. So it's not like the partner statue in Magic Kingdom. Right. You don't even really know it's there unless you go and find it. Right, because you have to kind of go up like a ramp to like kind of get around to it, which is kind of cool. The, the, and I like it. I like that it's there. I like the lighting in the ground. They embedded. Yeah, uh, the, like the four yeah. little. Like, no. The, the long oh you know, the down changing. in the garden yeah, down in the cool. garden that was kind of a you know an homage to the original right yeah that's so one I of the things it. i love about epcot is like the the lighting and the kind of in the walking areas that's been in different places right there used to be the little kind of fiber optic dots here and there and other yes. designs yes. and so yes i love it kind those. of brings that back yeah that's fun yeah all right, so uh, just real quick, uh, some of the other things you guys could chime in if if you have anything to say about them, but DuckTales World Showcase Adventure finally opened because I feel like they had announced that a while ago. Uh, what else? In Another thing that I'm excited about was the short run at wow. Soarin' over California. Had that limited return. I never understood yeah. why. I don't know how much of the change it takes to to go back and forth, but I don't know why they can't go back and forth. They, ha yeah. they have multiple theaters. So, like, why can't one be doing the new version of Sword and one be doing the Sword over California at all times? Even if they don't want, like, long lines in one or the other, they could just randomly assign people and you don't know which one you're going to get. And then I like that idea. I like a surprise once in a while, right? you know? You're like, oh, which one am I going to get? Am I going to get yeah. Sword over California? Like, I think that'd be really cool if they did something like that. It but, yeah, they did come back for a short run. But, yeah, <laughs> so Soren saw that. Um, the only other thing that we saw, and we haven't been there yet, uh, but a lot of people have been talking about it, and it's food, because we haven't talked about food yet. Uh, it's the new uh, restaurant in the Japan Pavilion called, I think it's called Shikisa? Shikisa? Something that sounds like that. sounds right to me. It's like a, like a new sushi place that apparently is, if you like sushi, which I do not, Crystal enjoys sushi. Love sushi. Uh, it is the place to go uh, if you enjoy that. So that did open over at Epcot. Was there anything else that you guys uh, remember, thought of, had on your lists, or did was it, those were kind of like the main ones? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of any others. That's about All right. it. All right, so let's hop on our little, uh, let's go through the International Gateway in the back and hop on the boat, and let's take a quick little ride over to Hollywood Studios. Not as much going on over at Hollywood Studios, I think, uh, that especially that when we talk about Epcot and, and Magic Kingdom a little bit later, but there were a few things that happened. There's a big thing that happened that a lot of people saw. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but because we did just end on food, let's start on food because Hollywood Studios did get a much needed sit down restaurant. It's one of the parks where I feel like they don't have enough locations to, to eat. 
And I think what they put in is perfect. It's something that they didn't have. It's something that a lot of kids, I think, will enjoy as well. And that's Woody's Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. So they built that right over by the entrance of Toy Story Land where the big statue of Woody is. If you see him, you make that right. It's right there. It's a uh, family-style barbecue dinner. They give you the sides. They bring out the skillets. They It's kind of all you can eat. Well, they'll keep bringing out whatever you want. But it's, it is a little bit different because you pick like, there's like eight options for sides and you pick like three of them. There's like two different options or three different options for which skillet you want. Uh, and then they mm -hmm. just bring out a bunch of desserts for people to uh, to eat. And the desserts are like in little mason, mason jars. jars. It's yeah. really cute. Mm -hmm. I will note that if you have a picky eater in your family, this is not the location for you. Lincoln is the pickiest eater on the planet. Which Stuart uh, will debate us on. But uh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> Stuart has a very picky eater. We have a very picky eater. We, we struggle with food. At, uh, Everybody else enjoyed it. Everyone else enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I'm just saying that if you have a picky eater, make sure check the menu, check first the menu first. before you go in. Um, Did any of you get the chance to eat there yet or no? Is it on your no, list? That, yes, because that yeah. I, I love barbecue food yeah. and that just sounds so fun to me. Like the the seeing the menus of what's what's offered sounds great. They do uh, they do this fun thing where like Lincoln loved this. There's like announcements that come over and it's like oh Andy's coming and everybody has to freeze. So the servers are like in the middle of the yeah. aisle frozen and the and, guests and get, everybody freeze. does everyone freeze. Like, oh that's like the dads that's, are preparing that's cool. That's a lot of fun. And then, and then, it, and then it's, cool. it's like the army men right? Like, right. like all clear and everybody's like ah and they're like eating again. Yeah. It's so funny. Lincoln kept like listening for it and would get in these weird poses and hold it and <laughs> Until they made the announcement <laughs> that he had to freeze. And we're like, buddy, you're freezing way too long. Yeah. But he loved it. He didn't love the food. We loved the food, but he loved the experience. Loved the experience yeah. So we recommend it. There was yeah. um, another experience that happened in Hollywood Studios a little bit more recently because it was for the holiday season. They have a new nighttime special ticketed holiday event type thing. It's called Jollywood Nights. It was the first year they did this. It opened to mixed reviews. Some people said they loved it. Some people said, "What? there's not much here for us. We want to see more. Disney kind of responded rather quickly by trying to fill in some of that by saying, okay, let's put some rare uh, character meet and greets out and let's give a little bit more to the party. We think that it'll probably be back next year. It'll probably have more to it. I'm sure Disney will listen to some of that feedback that guests had, but that is another special ticketed event which i would have gone to if it was just me and crystal it probably wasn't the best event for kids because there's a lot of like music and shows and like specialty cocktails stuff that kids aren't going to really be that into or shouldn't it be sounds that. like this is disney's response to the adults looking for something to for do. themselves right. or yeah. for, for the you know either childless or people who who can part from her, their kids for a little bit. Kids off on yeah. grandparents, <laughs> which is what we do. Thanks, yeah. mom and dad. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I plan on saving up a little yeah. extra money. If you know me at all, I love vintage, classic Disney, and I will be the one that's dressed for the occasion. Yeah, that's um, how I would do it. I would dress I would up. Absolutely. And the glitz my, and the glamour. Yeah, that sounds like yep. do it all, Denver, do go all Denver the way. And, to see that, that. And I I believe 30s to that 50s dress. Yeah, I believe that 
I'll, I'll use an example of like the Festival of the Arts. The first couple of years, it wasn't really a big deal. Now it's come into its own. I think Jollywood Nights is going to be the same thing. I think that it's going to be a much bigger, better version of itself. And it's nice that it gives you an option to Mickey's Very Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. Yep. Um, the more options, the better. So I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, yeah. to I'm pl- I'm trying to plan a trip now um, for for next Christmas time next year. So go do it. Whenever Disney adds something, especially when they add something without taking something away or replacing it, I don't complain about it. Jollywood right. Nights did not replace anything. It didn't. It didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, well, we're going to take this from you in order to give you this." It's a whole new thing that they offered to guests. Yes, they charge you for it. Yes, it's kind of expensive, but it one, if it's not for you, then you don't buy the ticket and you don't go to it. If it is for you, then you just go and enjoy a new experience for what it is and you have fun. So, you know, maybe we'll be going next year again without the kids, but I was excited to see that come and Disney kind of say, hey, let's let's add something, let's do something new. So like, like we said, there's not much at Hollywood Studios. There was one more thing which is close by, and Jim, you were you were mentioning it before we started recording. Uh, you know, if you want to jump into it, but this oh, is yeah. somewhat connected to Hollywood Studios. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a huge, a huge thing when it happened when the when the Galactic Star Cruiser closed. And That's I mean, so this sad. was it was i i wanted to do it i didn't have five Me grand yeah. you know and, and a lot of people didn't have five grand to do it but for those who got to do it it's an amazing star wars immersive experience and you know it wasn't even open two years it was open what a year and a half a year and change something mm-hmm. like that and you know it's it's it was sad it's you know disney takes these big shots right as a company or walt disney as a person and, you know this was so many people gloat, not so many, but, you know, you'll always find the people that will gloat at the failure of something. Mm. And it, and it's really sad. But, you know, Disney has taken big shots at other things and failed and bounced back with something even better. I mean, you could almost look at Jollywood Nights open to yeah. not as a failure, but as it definitely needs improvement. I mean, heck, Disneyland opened and Black Sunday was this whole bad press. <laughs> and the next day they started, you know, Walt Disney lost Oswald the Lucky Rabbit because of, you know, bad business decision. And it was a huge failure. And he came bounces back with Mickey, right? So the, the Star Cruiser closing was a bummer. But something yeah, will so rise from its place, you know. Yeah, they and, are and mentioning be, rumors yeah. of using that space for something so yeah i hope it's still star wars related because i wanted to do it i would mm-hmm. have done it but lincoln wasn't old enough to do all of the experiences like mm-hmm. the lightsaber training you had to be a certain age so i was like if i'm going to do it i want lincoln to go with me and i want him to be able to do everything so we were going to wait till he was of age yeah you get that shot so there you go yeah. if you ever want to do something yeah. just do it guys <laughs> yeah. i think that it was just before it's time disney yeah. does not waste good ideas and right. i I think that was a good idea. It may not have been very profitable. It was, you know, we're coming off the end of the pandemic. Not a lot of, not a lot of extra $5,000, you know, sitting arounds. <laughs> but if you think about the cruise, if you think about what they want to do with immersive experiences, I can't imagine a situation where that's not five years, 10 years yeah. down the road. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think it needs to be this was such a niche project. Star right. Wars is not a niche, right? But Star Wars is a subsection of Disney. 
But then within Star Wars, it was entirely geared towards the sort of the newer stories, right? Those mm -hmm. those sequel trilogies, which is not what everyone loves. Some people like them, but um, you know, it, it had almost zero of the original Star Wars, unless you count Chewie because he's kind of you know, or or. C-3PO, you know, the characters that kind of bleed over between the two, but it just, it wasn't everyone's thing. So you had to be a real hardcore Star Wars fan mm -hmm. of that specific part of Star Wars and have the money to want to do it. And it just, you know, and it, you add it all together, your audience was kind of small. So yeah. live and learn, mm -hmm. like Stuart said, and, and, you know, they'll bounce back or they use pieces of this type of experience in amazing new ways. And, you know, mix it to see what comes of that. So, like we said, again, not much at Hollywood Studios. We think those were like the three big things that we did see happen this this past year. Uh, let's hop over to Animal Kingdom real quick. I think this is the one where we didn't see almost really any really big changes or noteworthy things. They did celebrate their 25th anniversary in April, which is cool. A nice milestone. Uh, and, you know, in April, they always celebrate uh, Earth. They do Earth Month, right? Uh, so they did have a few special things acknowledging it was the 25th anniversary. But other than that, uh, unless anybody else has anything, there wasn't much that I can recall at Animal Kingdom this past year. Uh, in Dino Land, was Dino Land closed this year? Did most of the rides go down or was the no. construction? Primeval World closed, but that may have actually been 2022. I don't remember exactly was when it that was. Was it? Um, they actually demolished, demolished it. It was de the it demolishing happened this year, and okay. the benches went in because you know we we do need more seating. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really Animal Kingdom. We saved the best, I think, for last, uh, and that's Magic Kingdom. I think they had some of the biggest changes, maybe not the most, like Epcot may have actually had more changes. Yeah. But these were things that I think people were waiting for for a very long time in Magic Kingdom uh, and some pretty big things that happened. I'll say both good and bad because there are definitely some things that people are very upset about and there are some things p people are very excited about. I'm going to start off by talking, I think, about the biggest physically change uh, is Tron Light Cycle finally opened. And I say finally open because it's been a number of years since they a started long time. That, that project. And it <laughs> impacted a lot of different things, which we also have on this list. But we went, we went on it over the summer. I wasn't a huge fan uh, because of how fast it was. You're also not oh. really a roller coaster person in general. Right. But I love rocking roller coaster and I love Guardians of yeah. Like that's my favorite ride. So I do like roller mm -hmm. coasters. Tron, not like the speed, but how quickly it's over. Like you're in this line for a very yeah. long time. It's over super quick. It's like 30 seconds long. Yeah. And the best part is when you're in that canopy, when you go outside and you you see everything and then you're inside and it's just a bunch of flashing lights and I'm colorblind and flashing lights mess with my face. So I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I did like the canopy part. We did it during the day. I would love to see it at nighttime. So I'll definitely give it another shot at nighttime. But it was over very quickly. Now, that's not to say that it's not a great addition to the park because a lot of people like Tron, the property. A lot of people like the ride. So I'm not saying that everybody's going to hate the ride. Just me personally, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I think it fits in well over there. It looks, you know, spacey enough to be next to Space Mountain uh, instead of like those real quick angles. It's more of that flowy thing, which I thought was kind yeah. of cool. It looks cool at nighttime when it's all lit up from the outside, mm -hmm. even when you're not on the ride. 
So I was excited to see that open uh, and just have another thrill ride because I feel like that's one of the things that Disney, not that they need it because it's a different type of park. It's not a thrill park. It's a theme park. But it's nice for them to include that for those people that want that. And I feel like that's one of the biggest debates people always have with Disney, just a whole other episode. But like, oh, it's not enough thrill. Like, I want more exciting things. And I think Tron delivers on that. Have any of you got the chance to go on it? It was open only to, I think it was at the at that time, cast member previews yeah. when we were there in February. Right, right. So uh, I wasn't able to wiggle my way in, but uh, man, I would love to see that. I'd love to right. experience it. I have heard the same thing you said, though, Matt, that it's been, that it's a very short experience it's and so it's over so quickly. Quick. Yeah. If it was, if it was maybe another 15 to 20 seconds longer, then I feel like you'd really get that like, whoa, but it starts so quick. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like we're done. I think it's because you get so excited because like, it, it is a good ride. Yeah. You get so excited. The fact that it's, you don't actually get to the point where you're f- like fully understanding what's going on because you're in that adrenaline rush period for too long. And it just feels like it kind of ends abruptly because of that. Do you think the, the rewritability of it is impressive? So I think... You'll want to experience it, like I said, both during the day and night. Okay. But it will depend on, I think, your initial love of the ride. Right. And if you're willing to wait. Like, if the, yeah. if, it depends on your, like, your level of patience. Like, I hate waiting. And I don't think it's worth my money to pay for it. Like, Cosmic Rewind, I will pay individual Lightning Lane every single time. Like, yeah. I don't care how much it costs. I will pay you your $35 if I get to go on that ride because I love that ride that much. I will go on it and it has the different songs and it. It's, yeah. That has immense rewritability. Uh, I'm with Tron. you on that ride. Yep. Yeah. Tron is, you know, it's a different, it's different. And but, other than you know, the day and the night, it's the same, right? Other than the time of right, day, like the experience right. that you're getting is the same, yeah. right? Nothing we'll changes. We'll have to do yeah. like, a, like a top 10 roller coaster thrill ride episode. Um, and if we do that, if it was my list, that would be towards the bottom of that list. Yeah. Okay. But it's there. It's good. Some people will love it. I'm not saying that you won't love it. Um, Crystal went on it with me. So yeah. I enjoyed it. It was just so fast. Yeah. It was so fast. It looks so nice in Tomorrowland and and it, it just seems to fit so seamlessly, seamlessly into Tomorrowland, which is uh, I don't exactly feel the same way about Splash Mountain. Can can we maybe just go there next? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. just jump right into Splash Mountain. So we have one, we have a addition, and we're gonna go to yeah. So I've always loved Splash Mountain. That being said, I will be excited for Princess and the Frog. Uh, if I'm I put on my Imagineer hat and think about where theming works well, I think a you know Tiana's Bayou Adventure works so nicely in Disneyland where you're right there by New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. But I understand why both of them are go- both of the Splash Mountains are gone. And you know if it was up to me independently, I might keep one and retheme one and. You can get have one thing to do at one park and one at another, and both fits in its land and its respective park. But you know that's not that's not really right. entirely why they're being and changed. So that. I get it. You know, yeah, we've heard that from other people. Like they feel yeah. like it's a good change for Disneyland because they have right. Square. It fits right. in Disney World. 
maybe not so much because it's not necessarily New Orleans we're talking about. We're talking more about the right. West and the frontier. And it's either they would have to keep what they had or change it to something completely different, or they're going to have to right. do a little bit more retheming to that land, to that area. That's yes. my hope that maybe yeah. it's going to be a segue into what is beyond. Is that your hope or? Oh, you know, addition. you know, oh. we're going to not retheming, not retheming addition. Oh, yeah. So we are talking that there is space behind yeah. and maybe we'll see the villains world come. I know that there's been talk about Tom Sawyer Island being <laughs> rethemed a little bit. So. Hopefully, oh, I would miss that. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah, we still, again, we have never been over there, or yeah. I've never been over there. That's the one thing I think I've done in Disney that she's never done. Yeah, yeah. I've never been over there. So, you know, maybe this is going to be our transition point or our, you know, our stop we'll from Fantasy World. I mean, it's not in Fantasy World, but, you know, like the ip of you know the princess world let's let's put yeah. it that way and yeah. maybe a transition into villains maybe but eventually splash mountain did close this year to i don't think i heard from anybody yay <laughs> like yay maybe, they maybe Stuart. It. Stuart really likes uh Deanna, right i don't think i heard anybody say like yay they're getting rid of splash mountain if somebody said, yeah, it was, yay, we're getting a Tiana or a princess. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. But it wasn't, nobody said, yes, we're getting rid of Splash Mountain. Right. If I heard anything about Splash Mountain, it was more like, no, I love Splash Mountain. Yeah. I've done that one. But, and the thing is, the thing that I found interesting too, is a lot of people are like, no, you can't change it. Splash Mountain wasn't one of the original rides. That came around like right. the 90s, right? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Or late that, 80s, That was early my 90s. point about it is like, right. I mean, the day after it, it closed, people were putting flowers, you know, like it had died, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, and I was just like station down or something, you know, this is not a, an opening day attraction. Now, that's when I have a strong opinion. <laughs> yeah. So it's not um, Mr. Toad, in other words. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I was very indifferent about the whole situation because, quite honestly, I mean, I've been going to Disney World since 1979. I've never ridden Splash Mountain. Oh, wow. I rode one okay. time and I don't like the ride. Don't okay. uh, don't like walking around soaking wet. Just yeah. it's just if <laughs> yeah. I want to go to a water park, I'll head to <laughs> the water park. That's just my thing. I, yeah. I didn't you know? mind the, the, the water part. I don't like to drop and with no nothing holding me in. Like, like Crystal said, I used to be afraid of roller coasters. Like, I did not like them. Uh, finally, I went on rock and roller coasters. Like, oh, wait a minute. I've been missing out on life. But <laughs> rock and roller coaster, right? It yeah. has the shoulder harness and Cosmic yeah. Rewind has the black bar that locks you in. And Splash Mountain, like, no, no, just go in this thing and we're going to push you off the edge of this mountain. You're yeah. fine. And I was like, mm -mm, I'm, I'm not doing they that. <laughs> I, you know, I, but talking about the the drop on Splash Mountain, like even if it didn't have that drop, I just love the ride for the theming yeah. of it and for the yeah. story, and it's happy and it's fun and like right. I, you it could is. take you could take the drop out, I wouldn't even care. And actually, yeah. though, if we're talking about the drop, so we did do we have had the opportunity to do both the Magic Kingdom one many enough times, and we got mm -hmm. to do the Disneyland one a couple of times. Oh my goodness, the difference between how wet we got, like we got way more soaked in disneyland our, <laughs> our daughter had tears in her eyes because she was afraid she was just gonna have to be like wet all day we had a change of shorts and a change of t-shirt for her, so she was okay 
but like if we That's have funny. we have the ride photo where she has like she's kind of smiling but you can see like the red face and the tears in her <laughs> eyes and, but oh my gosh do you get wet on that so I understand, yeah. Johanna, that uh, like I don't love getting wet either. And I, I think we actually even wore like the plastic thing. Uh, this We went on a second time later or on a different day at Disneyland and we wore the plastic things just because no one does want to get that wet. Not okay. if you're in a park where you're not meant to get wet. <laughs> So not so much that it's my feet, like, you know, I would have to bring some kind of flip flops or something because walking around with wet feet is not not fun. fun. (laughs) So, so this, this is, this is uh, my childhood because I grew up going to Disneyland. We were West coast kids. So having to walk around in soggy socks um, and (laughs) soggy tennis shoes is a thing I know very well. I am not sad we're losing Splash Mountain, um, Br'er Rabbit, the whole Song of the South tie-in. I don't want to get into all of that, but it is okay that it's updated. It's okay. Mm, yeah. That being said, adding Tiana to it or making it more Tiana, having a representation of Tiana in the park, that's awesome. And that's mm. what we want to see. I have... Um, my oldest is turning 18 in July. When they were seven, eight, nine, I stood in line for two hours, two, <laughs> count them two hours to see a certain princess who may or may not have been there. And wow. and we stood, we were crossing our fingers. It was, oh, please let this princess be there. And sure enough, the princess was there. And that kid nice. floated around Disneyland Park for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's the thing I want, right? I, what now, I want, Stuart, is I want them to hand out beignets in line. Now <laughs> see, now we're now we're talking. I think it's going to be a good one, and I think it's going to be top of people's lists when it finally hits. Does it fit with the rest of? I don't know. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're they're well, Imagineers then, for a reason. <laughs> will one of them be opening in twenty twenty four? I don't remember. I, is that still not till twenty twenty five? When we were in Disney World, some of the scaffolding was starting to come ah, down. Yeah, so nice. yeah, okay. hopefully, you know, hopefully we will see both of them exterior. opening. Like, right. That you, is you exterior. Right. Exactly. Right. right. But talking about some things that don't fit in, the hat box. See, I, oh, I you, but go ahead. Are you, really? Yeah, so, oh, so a lot really? of um, So the hat Some people box have a big goes, problem. Some people have a lot of problems. I like to bring those problems up. So the Hatbox (laughs) Ghost has arrived at Haunted Mansion, and I am so excited that he's here. Awesome character. Awesome. Um, He looks amazing. His placement, though... I, where else are you gonna put him? I don't know where else you would put him. Like just like, shove him in a corner. I well, mean, where is he placed? So he's, he's where the he is currently placed where the condo the candelabra is so floating the down the hallway. hallway. The endless oh. hallway. And it's is so there used to be it's called the Donald Duck chair mm-hmm. that used to be sitting there right on the left. Well, they removed the Donald Duck chair, they moved that and they put him there. The Donald Duck chair is now in the library. Right. With Why the other chair and the the placement's a little off on the chair, but it does look like yeah. But it's right there to know. the left of that endless hallway. So when you look down, you see the yeah. camera and the hat box. Yeah. But I do. I mean, Ghost is there. that's where I think he should be because 
he's always coming down halls attacking people and stuff that's i think he should should be at the hallway if he were in in, like the ballroom i'd be really upset about it (laughs) right well he can't be in the ballroom because he'd be too far away you wouldn't actually get to see him he can't be in the cemetery because he should be inside the mansion you can't and put he should him in, be the, in the beginning. Right. You can't put him in the stairwell because you can't see anything in there. Like where else? You're not going to put him in the library. You don't want to like start right You can't off put him in the him. attic. Yeah. You can't, can't put him in the attic. attic. It's pretty yeah, packed up there. They won't get along. <laughs> I mean, maybe she already, he, he doesn't have a head. She chops heads off. Who knows? But, yeah. you know, might, be, I, might be her next husband. <laughs> Right. So we were actually talking to a cast member when we were down there about it. And he was, he said he got the chance to, he knew like the, some of the Imagineers that were working on the, on the project. And they brought that up. There were like a lot of people were disappointed with the placement of the Hatbox Ghost. And essentially the Imagineer said it came down to an outlet, a couple of just, well, logistics, right? (laughs) One was where can we actually plug him in, right? (laughs) Where is there the availability of, an animatronic that's going to draw power and they said that's one of the spots where they had that where he would fit but also they said it had to do with lighting because in order for the the, you know the illusion to work it has to have the right lighting and in some of the rooms it does not have the lighting it needs and then it it came down to the story they're like we're they're not going to put him in the graveyard they're not going to put him in the ballroom they said so this is the spot other than building a whole new room for him this is the spot where you would put him whether you like agree or disagree on his placement, he is, he is amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. the coolest addition. He's almost too new, in a sense, mm-hmm. for the Haunted Mansion, for the animatronics that are there. Mm-hmm. So as you like see him, he's just so he updated. Up. He really stands out, but he's <laughs> awesome. What I love about the Hatbox Ghost and all of its incarnations is that was an original Rolly Crump thing and Mm -hmm. just couldn't figure out the technology to make it work. And well, it works. They finally got it working. And that's awesome. It works. And it is amazing. Yeah, it's not just like that flicker. Like he does that where it goes back and forth, but there's more like facial movement and things like that. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But the other big change, so the one, the last one that we have on our list is uh, the return of Happily Ever After. The fireworks show is returning to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it is replacing Enchanted. Johanna uh, is so excited. <laughs> she just excited. jumped up and down. <laughs> I know some people were like, well, why not? If you're going to bring back that, just bring back wishes. But other people were like, they're happy to see Happily Ever After come back. Uh, yeah, I, I liked Happily Ever After more than Enchanted. The thing I liked about Enchanted is how they did incorporate the projections on the main street buildings, because that was kind of new to that. So I'm hoping that they are still able to do that somehow, because I think it added a layer to enjoying the show if you're on main street, which I can't see why they wouldn't be able to do that. But that is the other big thing that happened in 2023, happily ever after has returned to the park. Which that's already, that's already has started. And we did not get the opportunity on our little weekend trip. Because we saw the Christmas. Because we saw the Christmas show instead, which I'm not sad. I'm sad about, but not sad about at the same time. Um, Can't be sad about Christmas fireworks. No, you can't be sad about Christmas fireworks. But I would love to see (laughs) Happily Ever After again, because that is such a good show. Mm. Right. So was there anything else uh, at Magic Kingdom wise that stood out or again, were those kind of the main ones? I'm happy the train is back. 
And that goes hand in hand with Tron because it was closed because of Tron, because of the construction. And they they actually did open it slightly before Tron reopened because they were able to get that tunnel clear. Uh, But now, yeah, you can you can do your loop again. Which is crazy that Lincoln, who's been going for the past, he's six, he's been there 10 times. This was his first trip that he wrote wrote on it back in July. And it was. It was great. Magical. Yeah, it was great. Being able to be on that train again. It's such a simple attraction that people often overlook. They Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge it. They just say, oh, there's a train station. I'm going to walk past and go to my first thing. You guys don't do that. Like when you walk in, if that train is not stationed, run up the stairs and hop on it and just do a quick loop before you go in. It's a mode of, it's an actual mode of transportation, right? It stops in other lands. So if you don't want to walk from Main <laughs> Street back to Fantasyland, just, just go on the train yeah. and it'll bring you back there. But yeah. taking a loop is one of the most fun things. 25 minutes, right? It takes 25 minutes Does, to get yeah, from start to end. Stuff, something like that. Does it go through, I know it goes through the different lands and it's got the different stops and whatever, but does it have like a tunnel or anything that you would go through? So there is one. Now uh, there is. Over by Tron. It has to go because of the way it was built. Well, okay. So that's a lot of what happened in Disney world. Uh, I know we're, we're getting out to, you know, our hour, but there were a few things. And again, we are primarily Disney world people, right? The, the, those of us, I know, I know Stuart, you went to Disneyland a lot, but nowadays you go to Disney world. Yes. Father. Yes. So we have a lot, you know, with Disney world, but a few things did happen at some other parks. Uh, Disneyland saw the return of Toontown, right? Toontown came back and reopened so people can go there. Stuart, you mentioned a new place to eat. Tiana's Palace uh, reopened if you want some of that gumbo and beignet uh, type of cuisine. Over in Hong Kong, Disneyland, they got that World of Frozen, uh, which opened. Right. So, and then over in the Shanghai Park, we see the Zootopia Land uh, has opened for people to enjoy. As of December, like 21st. Yeah. So within the past couple of weeks that opened up. So I know that we're looking to the possibility of seeing Zootopia come to Disney World at some point, but they do have that over in Shanghai. So a few cool things happening in some of the other parks around the world. Um, Over on the cruise line side of things, they announced a new ship that they are going to be... uh, Coming out soon. I think it's 2025. It actually releases or the end of 2024. The last week of 2024. 2024. Uh, it's called The Treasure. So they gave us a name. They they showed some really cool stuff. If you love Haunted Mansion, Johanna, they got the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion lounge on there and things. So that sounds really cool. They did also change the way that their loyalty program works very recently. Uh, their Castaway, what's it? Castaway, Castaway Club. Club. Uh, they now require you to sail at least once uh, every five years in order to maintain sale or book. You can you can plan your trip. So if it's on year six, but as long as you planned it within your five years, five years, you get to keep your level. Otherwise, you drop the level. So some people, you know, again, debate, should they do it? Should they not do it? But that is a change that happened on the uh, the cruise line side of things. But to wrap up today's discussion. Some things did happen with Disney that fall outside of like an individual park. And they're kind of more on a company wide scale that we think we really should talk about. Uh, we mentioned, right. It's the hundredth anniversary of the Disney company, which is an amazing feat. I think when you think of 
just business in general. They're like one of four companies that have, that have made, made it to a hundred years, right? I'm, I don't know how many. And the, the, the other companies have also celebrated it just recently too. I forget what they are, but I know that I've seen them in the news headlines just but recently. But a lot of times these companies that do last this long, they, they're very focused on a specific thing, right? Like, like you might think of like banks that have been around for a hundred years, but Disney is so big and has done so many things for them to not have failed is amazing to me because mm -hmm. they do so much. They have parks and their entertainment and live they're on Broadway and they publish books and they make toys and they, they do everything and they own stuff that a lot of people don't even know that it's owned by Disney and that they do this. So for them to be around for a hundred years, to be as successful as they are, even with the, the more current stuff, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, their stock prices are falling and all this. They're still around and they're still extremely popular and they're still surviving and they're, they're celebrating. Hey, we've been around for this long. Look at all yeah. the new stuff that's coming. They have every intention of being around for another hundred years. Speaking of the 100. Oh boy. So the, one of the other companies was Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. It's National Geographic, which, which Disney. is Disney now. <laughs> it's Disney. And, but yeah, so they've been around, you know, the hundredth anniversary uh, I, I feel like we just had to kind of acknowledge that one first. Anyone else have anything like on the company side of things that um, is, is big news? Yeah, they came out with a touring exhibit and it was the Disney 100 exhibition. I'm very proud to say I was there on the first day <laughs> that it opened. I've done a lot of things with Disney and, and you know, dining with Imagineers and, and just I've done a lot. This is by far the greatest thing that I've ever done concerning Disney. Um, if you if it comes anywhere near your, your city, I would just highly recommend going to see it. It's, yeah. it I can't, you know, it's it's been 10 months and I'm still just <laughs> like, wow, you know, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I'd like to note is uh, Bob Iger. He's uh, we've we've extended his contract through 2026. You we did. Yes. Mary, we, did. Yeah. we are the ones responsible for extending. I, I always take ownership when we talk about we Disney. Did we, we did it. it. <laughs> yeah. So Disney extended uh, Iger's contract uh, back in July, right? Uh, to 2026. He came back. He's here to try to right the ship. Uh, it was originally supposed to be, what, two years? And then he goes, ah, I might need more than two years to do this. Well, because he has to do two things. He has to kind of write the ship, and he has to... Find the successor. And Find have time to mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a, right. a, a proper... Rushed last time. <laughs> yeah. A proper successor. <laughs> right. Uh, you know what I want to see? This is what I want to see. In the past, the people that have... And again, another totally different episode. The times that have worked the best is when there's that two-headed dragon. You mm -hmm. have the business guy and you have the creative guy, right? You had Walt and you had Roy. You had Eisner and you had Wells. Oh, yep. Wells. You need, you need that balance. Iger, I think, has been pretty good at trying to balance the two. But to have those that team where they can bounce yeah. these ideas off each other and kind of keep each other in check and not allow it go, to go more one way or the other. The simple fact that Walt himself had that, right? The With Walt Roy, and Roy, that yeah. He had that. That should be proof enough that this company does better when they have that.
Yeah. So I would love to see another tandem. Yeah, I totally agree because I mean a lot of a lot of people are one or the other. If you right. if you're very creative, you might not be so great with the business side. <laughs> um, I'm not saying everybody, but I think that they're either right brain or heads brain, are better right? than one, you know, and and I think they really do need someone who is very, very creative. Um, there's a lot of complaints about the movies aren't up for up to par, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, you know, maybe some some fresh ideas would be would be a good idea. Yeah, the sense I get from uh, from Chapek was that he was he was more of the the accountant side of it, right? The money yeah. side, and yeah. not as much the dreamer creator side. Yeah. So I think you know, there's uh, we had lots of things that haven't gone so well that were under his tenure that maybe are unfairly attributed to him. But you know, definitely, I think he lacked some of the the vision and the creativity and the magic that it takes for someone to run Disney versus many other companies. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jim, was there anything else, you know, company wide that stood out to you over the past year? Yeah. You know, I mean, the whole Reedy Creek thing has gotten gone from bad to worse and ugly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad to see this division between Disney and the state of Florida. It's maybe not right. the entire state of Florida, but it's, you know, with the governor. Right. And it just, uh, and it, it's something in, that's been working that, so nicely. We, I've heard people say it's 22. Was it 22 that it started? It, okay. But it's just gotten, it's, just it's accelerated. All yeah. Year. Yeah. So it's, it's in the news all the time where you're just like, cause you, you need that relationship to be positive between the state of Florida and Disney world. They both heavily rely on each other. So, you know, it's still going on. It's something that we'll be seeing well into the rest of this year and and moving forward other than that uh disney you know with Iger back he did do a little restructuring one of the things uh they have lots of divisions with different names the big one that you know affects kind of us as parks fans was always disney parks experiences and products but they just kind of renamed that to disney experiences so that's part of that consolidation that Iger is in the process of doing there's been people who've been let go they're taking steps to save money because they realized that some of the things that they were doing were maybe bleeding the company of some funds. So they're trying to right the ship that way and kind of combining these different divisions together into bigger ones and maybe cutting some of the executives out that were making some big paychecks that might maybe didn't have to be there anymore. Uh, he, that's one way that they're trying to do it. And the thing that I did like about that was right when Iger came back, he said, oh, we're going to have to let go a lot of people or not a lot of people, but I mean, yeah, sure. A lot of people, but like 8,000 people, right? He didn't just start cutting like hourly worker cast members, right? He didn't go into Magic Kingdom and say, okay, you guys work in the retail store. We're going to let go of all of you. And no, he was like, okay, we can get rid of that executive and we yeah. can get rid of this division, <laughs> like this whole head, like we don't need them. So mm -hmm. it was, it was, and I think it was an honest attempt to trim the fat to try to make stuff a little bit more soluble for them so that way they can move forward and, and have a better financial standing part of that is disney plus and it's such mm. a i mean we all love it we will gladly pay them whatever they oh, want yeah. right yeah but they are losing a lot of money on it right um you know not many other major things uh if you're into like <laughs> merch 
there was this Lorcana game, Lorcana game, yes. um, that caused like this crazy fury. Like it was like everybody was trying to get them, and you couldn't find these. It's like a trading mm -hmm. card game. Uh, so Disney, you know, branching out and and trying to find that next big exciting <laughs> thing that people line up for and try to get all of the cards yeah. and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I know. Take a bite. Jan, yeah, you said you got some, right? Oh, well, yeah, I did. I got a. Yeah, our, our son <laughs> is into Pokemon, so this feels like Disney trying to take a bite out of the Pokemon market, or you know, Magic the Gathering. You know, those those. I don't. I don't know if they're called role playing game. I forget what the exact collectible card games. Collectible is, card <laughs> games. Yeah, is their sort of official. Yeah. Official but they're yeah. pretty cool. It looks a little comp. We haven't tried to play it yet, uh, but right. yeah, I got like a starter deck and then a couple of booster packs and, and they're fun. They're beautiful cards. Yeah. Um, and they're a lot of fun to look at and we may try to play it too, you know, <laughs> and if I don't, if we don't play it a whole lot, then I don't want to just sit in a box and go in a closet. Like I'll do something with them, maybe make a little collage or do something creative as a way to display them because they are pretty cool. All right. So to wrap things up, like really quickly, Let's go around real quick. What's the one thing that stood out most to you in 2023? Stuart, we'll start with you. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I hate to say this, but tearing down the walls in Epcot. I, I'm yeah, sorry. I like it. And more to come in 2024. Yeah. All right, what about you, Johanna? It's probably the 100-year exhibition uh, that was jaw-dropping for me. Inside the parks, probably Tron opening okay. just because every time i went it was like take a picture and, and see the development of it you know so it was it was nice that it finally opened yeah the ride ride people mover just so you could see beyond the walls to see what have, was going on the progress i could do like a flip book of pictures of the development of of tron you know That's from funny. beginning to end all right jim and what about you what stood out most yeah, my answer was going to be very much what Stewart's was, was seeing Epcot come back and be whole again. Uh, but I, I guess even more than that is just the return of things that we love, not just from the mm -hmm. pandemic, although that is part of it. But, you know, we well, like that has like the trams that have come back, the parking lot trams, which right. affect a lot of people. When we go, we stay in a, a Disney resort and we don't touch the big giant parking lots. But, right. but I know that was a big thing for a lot of people. But uh, you know, the, the Epcot walls coming down, the train starting up again around Magic Kingdom. That was a big one. Uh, yeah. Just it feels complete again. Uh, so it, and to see another way to appreciate Walt Disney in that Dreamers Point statue mm -hmm. is is because I'm a I'm I'm a Disney fan, but I'm really deep down in my heart. I'm a Walt Disney mm. fan of Walt the man, the Walt the person. And anytime there's another way to appreciate Walt Disney and remember him and keep his memory alive, then I'm all for it. So seeing that come, I can't wait to see it myself. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Just a few things that stood out to us at Walt Disney World and beyond this past year. We know there are probably many more things that happen, and we'd love to hear anything that stood out to you over on our socials. We want to thank our friends, Johanna, Jim, and Stuart for joining us on today's episode. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you all real soon. Sounds great. Take care, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> we also want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that follow button to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. We'd also love to have you be part of our show. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode or have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear, 
please reach out to us over on our website, MarriedToADisneyAttic.com or on our social pages on Facebook and Instagram by searching Married to a Disney Attic. We'd love to have you become part of our Ohana. Hope you all enjoyed the show. And as always, see you real soon.